Hey, welcome back to Vigilant Hockey. This is Chris, and today is co-host Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us. We've taken one too many pucks ahead and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Steve, to start off today's podcast, I tell you what, man, I've been tripping over my words. Podcast, I've tried to interrupt three times. I don't know what it is today. But I think it's because we are coming to the realization that ESPN is going to be involved in hockey. And if the Seattle expansion draft was any taste of things to come, we're in trouble, man. (laughs) Yeah, the NHL just can't seem to nail down, you know, good presentations on certain things. I will say, I think the Vegas, if I remember correctly, expansion draft was pretty cool. I liked it. I thought the Vegas draft was really cool and I was really excited for the Seattle draft. Yeah, and, you know, a few things about it was the leaks were ridiculous because it killed all the fun of it. Um, uh, I will say the pressure was taken off at me at 9 a.m. when I woke up because the news had already broke that Carey Price wasn't going to be taken. But <clears throat> I didn't, you know, there was no point in watching it because after watching the draft for, you know, live for about 15 minutes, it was pretty evident that all the leaks were true. Uh, there was no huge surprises coming out. Uh, but more importantly, Chris Fowler. Oh, oh, man. Chris Fowler. I, can I say this is one of the fan bases he insulted? OK, I'm a Sabres fan, also a Caps fan, but I'm a Sabres fan. I hate the Leafs. The Leafs hate the Sabres. But I can also I can I can say here Sabres fans and Leafs fans can give a combined big F you to Chris Fowler for basically attacking two fan bases in one introduction draft. It's like. What a prick. Literally, what a prick. Well, he is trying to come like there's there's he's trying to be funny, <laughs> but he's uneducated on hockey. And it was it was clearly noticeable because you caught something that I didn't. Yeah. the So there, there's a few things. Right. So first of all, there's there's fun ripping you can do on people on Twitter and Facebook when you're just, you know, when you're not being serious. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course, some people thought the comments about the leaps were funny, but I'm just sitting back going, wow, you're slamming a franchise pretty hard there, bud. Yeah. Um, and I don't even really know who you are. Like, that's the next yeah. part. I was like, who are you and, and why are you talking hockey? But the beautiful one was when they called the Carolina Hurricanes the Carolina Panthers. Uh, <laughs> I did not catch that, man. I totally i maybe i wasn't paying attention because i was listening i was watching um not rds but what's that other tvas yeah yeah i was watching there and i don't understand french so i that's what i was watching did you do you have the lovely wife interpreting for you (laughs) no she she just walked out here she's like why are you watching it in french i'm like because i can't get in on any of the english channels it wasn't i don't we in the hotel we're in we weren't we don't have sports net so i had to watch it on tvas and I missed half of what was being said, so I might not have heard it just based off of that reason, but because uh, they kept cutting in and out with the English speaking versus the French speaking naturally. You know what's interesting? Yeah, though? so I did not catch that. And this is what I'll say is like, you know, you got ESPN. They're never been known for doing hockey well, but there's so many good podcasters out there right now that I would have enjoyed watching them do this presentation or hire some of those guys on. You know, you know they named actually, her. Forget, forget Chris Fowler and his incompetence and the other co-hosts. I don't know who these guys were. Uh, that was control. Dominic Moore. And I'll tell you, so was not overly ecstatic about his play-by-play calling and commenting during the the playoffs. You know, so I know, you know, you always want some insight from a former hockey player. And it's not the easiest thing to do, right? But yeah. 
just, you know, I honestly just, you know, would turn off their commenting because it would just get on my last nerve. Because they, they would miss stuff completely too. Like, I, I, you know, I can't name it right off the top of my head, but I'd be screaming at the TV like, "Oh my goodness!" You like, you don't even have it. You know, it could have been a penalty or a miss call or a shot and a rebound type of thing and they were just calling it all incorrect and it was just killing me so off the top of my head i can't give an example right now but it wasn't uh you know it it, it just wasn't didn't flow well now i know Moore's newer to this so hopefully he gets better with his com- commenting but man um fowler i do not ever want to watch him host or comment on anything hockey related ever again after that I can't think of anything during the presentation that I could call more out for. All I know is he's attached to Chris Fowler. And I'm just like, say something. I don't know who you are. I know I know who he is. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Fowler, just go back to basketball or whatever he normally does because he's not a hockey guy, and that was evident. I mean, I loved, loved, loved when Macklemore just talked over him and he backed up and smiled. Macklemore just went out there. Macklemore should be the should be the broadcaster. I mean, he knows how to entertain. He knows how to talk. He probably already knows more about hockey than Fowler does because, I mean, he just was – he had no charisma. He just – I don't know who what <laughs> you know, did, appeal to. Do you remember the the, the football player that announced uh, Donskoy's last name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donskoy. Don <laughs> <laughs> so – it was it, that was pretty entertaining. Like maybe just rehearse it with them really quick. Like I know those guys are busy, but that's literally take a guy aside and say Jonas Donskoy. Just repeat how, it five times. Yeah, how about Kelly? Kelly, good job. It's John Crock or whatever. I, I can't even pronounce guys. Anyone listens to this podcast routinely, I slaughter all names. <laughs> yes, yeah, so actually, it's kind, of, it's kind of a funny but point, right? That's the thing is, if I'm going to be announcing something that big, I don't want to know how to say their name. Yeah, like that's what you're announcing. So and also think about it this yeah. way, right? They they gave him Donskoy to go announce. Like they couldn't have given him given him Adam Larson. <laughs> you know, they couldn't have <laughs> Mason Appleton. Like th- th- that would have been easier. Like let's give him let's give him a European name and just throw it out there. One that you may not get right off the get go. But anyway, like, so that's like giving me a French Canadian name. <laughs> Sid Graves. So. uh about the actual draft itself, who did you have selected that you that the Kraken actually picked? Because I guarantee you, I had Bastian out of New Jersey. Really? So yeah, I had I had him. I had ooh, I had Alexiak out of, uh, and that was well before they announced that we're, they were actually going to go after him out of Dallas. I had Hayden Fleury out of Anaheim. Mm-hmm. I had Borgen out of Buffalo. And I had Dragger, I, but that was known for days. Yeah. So when we finally knew, you knew here they were going after him. Otherwise, I didn't think they would have gone after him. I thought they would have probably gone after a different player. I can't remember who at this point, but once that was announced, I'm like, well, that makes it easy. They're going after him. But And I see a lot of people like, oh, Buffalo will be able to beat somebody this year. We won't be able to beat Seattle. You think this is the Seattle's team? Come on now. They're oh, yeah, already making trades. Buy Pitlick. He's gone. You know, yeah. and look at it. They really are. They're looking, well, who's that New York Ranger they really want? Um. Um, I will say, like, great pick in Everly. I had him. Oh, Everly. I'm sorry. How the heck did I miss Everly there? I'm looking at my I knew, I knew you had Everly on your list because that, that to me was we a no-brainer. About him. Yeah, yeah, because you've got a you've got a guy that you know is versatile, right? That can play defensive hockey, kill penalties, can put a puck in the net, can make an excellent pass. So you got a really good all around hockey player, Don Scoy. 
you got a guy that could put the puck in the back of the net, so that was great. Um, these are guys I picked, by the way. Appleton I saw going, and you know Winnipeg was trying to get something for him to dump him off in a trade. Uh, I saw Giordano going, and you know I think how they locking him in is because he's going to be their captain, and they're like, here's a brand new franchise for you. You know, you're going to be the captain. You get to lead these guys. And then I'm not I wouldn't put it past them too to say you're going to have a front office job when you're done with your playing career. So um, I had Hayden Fleury picked as well. Uh, Jeremy Lozon from from the Boston Bruins. And I picked both uh, two of the goalies. I guess I actually thought they were going to go for DeSmith, but they went for Decord, former Sun Devil. And Vanasek and Drager, I had them on the list too because those two i'm they're talking about trading vanisek and Mm -hmm. it's possible but i love the scenario of two hungry young talented goaltenders battling for that number one spot yeah and vanisek was on my list multiple times but when i was moving pieces around he just you know just didn't stay on there but if you remember when we talked about this vanisek was one of the guys i went after in my initial hit but going back through everything and, and figuring they might go after a carry price and having Dreiser there i'm like well i don't want vanisek there because i feel like i'm gonna waste him so i'm gonna go after a guy like kukanen out of minnesota because he needs that maybe another year or so and let's see what happens with the price Dreiser situation yeah he was basically one of the best players left exposed for goaltending and wasn't surprised by that pick at all yeah and so the Seattle Kraken made it known that they were going to be going after, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, not going after, but using analytics, you know, to help make their picks. So it looks like they stuck with it. Now, the big difference, though, in this draft, and we actually, you know, talked about this, you know, earlier, was we, we everybody knew it was going to be a way different situation than Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um Nobody was prepared. The GMs were prepared for the Vegas draft and what happened there. So Ron Francis is taking a lot of criticism right now, but he played it smart. He's got $30 million in cap room. And here's the thing, hockey fans, is I was saying the same thing as you guys. Who are these players, right? So, um, you know, you can watch World Junior Championships. You can watch, you know, you know, um, you know, OHL level hockey, et cetera. And you're going to miss out on some players if you're not watching that market a lot. And that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I talked to one of my buddies who's a big Canucks fan, and he's like, Lynn was a huge pickup. Like, that was brilliant. He sees him as a future Trevor Linden type of, you know, player. He goes, that was an excellent pickup. Well, the rest of us were going who weren't familiar with him. Like, who and why do you want him so bad? So I think that's what they targeted. They went, in my opinion, number one, they're not going to, they weren't going to take any bad contract. And it makes sense. Why would you take Tarasenko at 8 million when you can try to trade for him now, have them retain salary and get something better back in return, right? I would have gone after Tarasenko in a heartbeat. And I don't think he was a bad contract. I think he's an excellent player that's, you know, running some injury issues. And that's, look at Price. Excellent. One of the best goalies in the league you know, may or may not have an injury. Apparently the Kraken think they actually, well, might they got Vince Dunn, a, a, a big yeah, puck yes, moving defenseman, right? So I, I, yeah. I think their strategy was smart. Like they, they nailed, they picked up a bunch of young centers, big team. They drafted like lots of guys were over six, five. The other thing that they, you know, went after were, you know, very low contracts. And I think a lot of this had to do with, Again, knowing that teams are up against a cap, you know, let's take a look over at the Washington Capitals. You still got to sign Ovechkin and you lost arguably your starting goalie because <laughs> Vanisek 
was hot for the Washington Capitals. So now they've got to go get themselves another goaltender. Maybe they'll get a Halak or something, right? Um, but now they've got to go do that. So I think part of the strategy was since we're not going to be able to get the return that Vegas got, we're going to stick it to teams a bit, right? We're going to take your prospect that you did not want to lose and now make you or somebody else deal to go get them. So it may not have been a brutal approach. And you said this too, Chris, and I know other people have said it as well. Take a look at the very opening roster for the um, Vegas Golden Knights and how much it even changed during the, you know, in the the weeks coming up to the season, even as the season was going along, right? They just kept building, restocking, dumping players off, moving guys and doing things. So I think you're going to see a lot of this. Now, I I don't think they're going to quite be as good as the Golden Knights were out of the gate. But if you've got, if they still stick with these two young goaltenders, right? If they decide that's the path they want to go, then you're going to have two guys really competing hard every night because they want that number one spot and they don't have a bad defensive core. So the one thing I looked at and went, that's not a bad D to play him to start your, you know, your team off with. So, so. Um, Any surprising picks for you by the Kraken? Anything well, you, you know, went, wow. Well, I went, I went 10. I was like, wow. Like, you know, and it was wow in a good way. I was like, holy cow, that was a smart pick. You know, you got a guy that can block shots, gritty guy, looks like a good locker room guy, right? That one was surprising, but in a good way. The one that really got me was Quenvo for Chicago, though. I really thought they were going to go for Zadorov, get another big body defenseman back there. So I think that's the only one that set me back a little bit. You know, and then brilliantly, you know, picking up Oleskiak, you know, that was, I didn't see that really coming that they were going to go sign him. They did, but those were the only two that really had me step back and, you know, wonder about what, where they were going. But it was clear at the end of the draft, I'm like, well, they're, they're going to be making a ton of deals here in the, in, in the coming weeks. So, yeah. 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 And I think that's what their end goal is clearly from day one of the trade window being reopened. They already started making deals. So, there's an agenda, and I just I still found it amusing that people think they're going to be bad. They are not going to be bad. They're going to be instantly competitive, and if you think they're going to be bad, they're going to catch you off guard. This team isn't built yet. This was just the expansion draft. And I think people are still focused on the old way of drafting, which was basically not giving teams a fighting chance for the first several years, and the NHL shifted that. I think the Vegas Golden Knights caught us all off guard because there was a lot of guys in there we, you know, you just weren't familiar with, and they're superstars now. Vegas did their homework. They did their research. They played the game as an expansion team, and Seattle's doing the same. So Ron Francis was an intelligent hockey player, and he's an intelligent GM. We'll see how everything unfolds here because he's built a pretty decent team i still found it personally a little underwhelming because of the amount of youth they went after because you can't know everybody unless it's your full-time job so and i was really really hoping once i heard that it might have been leaked i did my best to avoid it because i wanted to be surprised then the nhl's got to be furious about this and catch the mole because that's crap that should have been way more enjoyable well the, the moles leaked. were it was reporters pressuring and asking the right questions to figure it out right so it was kind of funny, right? They wanted to be the first one to leak the story, but then they ruined an event that they can report on. Yeah. Because right? they wanted to be the first one to say it. Um, yeah. Which I get so it's, to a bit like a Carey Price thing, right? If if if, if he moves, then it's, it's a pretty big, it's a huge, you know, news in the hockey world. Yeah. You know, it's not so just I, Hab's I, country, but the hockey world. Yeah, the hockey world, because he's, you know, he, he 
if he's healthy, he can 100% make it, you know, uh, you know, become your franchise goalie right off the get-go. So, so yeah, it's disappointing when that, you know, and hopefully if this happens again in the future, that they'll wrap it on up tighter because they can't have an embarrassment like that again. No, because um, that was embarrassing. Yeah, and, and you know, just like I said, you know, plan it out better. Get good, get good hosts. Get somebody that it's engaging, knows the game really well even still exciting right now are the trades that are coming up. And I yes. got to make a comment on this is the coyotes trading for nobody in return. What is that? Explain that to me. Cause honestly, are they just trying to dump players off that, and then that, throw picks at them? You know, the Arizona coyotes have been dance partners in the past when it's come to taking on a contract of a player that's going to, you know, it's going to be on the long-term injury list. Right. So they can absor- absorb that. It goes, you know, it goes off their payroll. They get picks and stuff to go with it. So it works out well. Right. But in, in this case, Goss to spare, the problem with the Flyers last year, their defense was horrendous and everybody wanted to blame the goalies because pucks are going in the net. The first person you blame is the goalie. Right. And as a goalie, if you do not have faith in your defense in front of you, it screws your game up. You try to do too much. You overthink. And you can't think as a goalie. If you're thinking hard out there, you're screwed. You've got to be locked in and just, you know, the thinking part's just that natural anticipation that comes with it. Knowing your players all ahead of time, you know, knowing the opponents ahead of time. But when you're overthinking, you're you're screwed. You're screwed. You might as well just go put the backup in because you're not going to have a good game. So, yeah, that's why Gostas Bear is on his way because, you know, he just wasn't fitting in with that organization any well and anymore. It, uh, it allows them to have more, you know, salary to go sign some more free agents, you know, which would be good for Philadelphia. In the meantime, the Coyotes are building up, you know, draft picks again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the the Coyotes, you know, they got to do their thing, and I think they're making the right moves. So yeah, but, uh, and and you know, it's it's. Like I remember somebody commenting, "Is it even legal to take on a player with anything out in return?" No, what's illegal about it? I'm like, the NHL itself has to approve the trades. Yeah, and it's all about the amount of contracts. You can only have so many contracts out. So the Coyotes have absorbed two contracts right now. But they have a bunch of restricted, unrestricted free agents that they're not going to sign. And they in the last, exactly it. They now just picked up for the land trade one, two, three picks. Traded off Aiden Hill. They got another. They, they're they're loaded up in 2022, a little bit in 2021, but 2022 is pretty heavy with draft picks for the Coyotes. So they needed to re restock because it was all depleted. So you know, smart moves there and. Again, you know, this is the the thing about the NHL, you know, knowing the rules and stuff, because I do get some of it's confusing. Like sometimes I'll even have to go back and double look at something. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting, you know, draft. It's going to be an interesting free agency frenzy here with a bunch of trades going. Uh, once again, I'm so looking forward to the start of the hockey season. Yeah, I, I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. We've been waiting for the stuff to become routine. We've been, this is going to be really, it's been an exciting week of hockey so far. And it's just a crazy fun hockey week from an, from an expansion draft to an NHL draft, to free agent frenzy, all in the same little bubble of days. This is a hockey fan's dream right now. And so we're living it. But let us know what you guys think. What did you think of the Seattle expansion draft? Did you like the picks? Did you hate the picks? Do you think there's going to be big trades to players they drafted? I loved the jersey. It wasn't exactly a surprise. It's exactly what we thought it would be. But, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, But until then, this is Chris and Steve at Pigeon Hockey. Have a great one, hockey fans.
and we'll catch you next time.